It is the new year, and we're kicking it off with episode number 60. I am Reaper, and with the new year comes New Year's resolutions. And if you were to do your math, Hellcast started in 2011. Here we are with 2015. That would mean we're averaging about 15 episodes per year. So our resolution should probably be to get the show up to the bi-weekly standard that, in which it should be posted and get those numbers up. But if we were to fail to do so, at least we can keep the quality coming, as quality is always the focus. And, you know, we do a lot of take submissions from bands, and a lot of bands write in. And usually, I think that just a little bit of, uh, you know, genre name of the band, and here's a link, and here's our song to play, is usually sufficient enough. But a lot of bands, they like to give way more information, including a bio. Now, I don't think bios are very uh, mandatory. I mean, we can get around without it. And especially bios in the the fashion that I receive time and time again that really at this point just gets me laughing because it's they're so ridiculous. They give you so much information and information in which you're just like, I, I don't know who these people are or these places or things. Like, trying to amp up the band, and it's just like, it just leaves you blank. Case in point, formed in 2008 as a melting pot of the influences, members and ex-members of Echo Inside, Taff and Cryon. <laughs> it fucking sounds like Crayon. I mean, who the hell's Cryon? Grinning Moon are a progressive doom metal band from the north of Iowa. I'm really glad we were able to uh, get that out of the way because I was thinking that they were from the east. How wrong I would have been. The brainchild of Gabe Albright, Rhythm Guitars, who had previously been the drummer for Echo Inside and Taff. Grinning Moon comprises... Taff bandmate Ja Green on lead guitars. What fucking kind of name is Ja? Or maybe it is Ya because it's J-A. Either way, Ja Green is in the band. I couldn't feel any better about how awesome this band really is going to be. James Grigo from the sadly defunct Cryon, darn, on bass. Nathan Higgins on vocals. Now we really know it's going to be good. And Phil on drums. <laughs> Because Phil apparently is the only Phil in the world, and he, you know, you should know him as Phil. If you don't know him as Phil, then well, you, you just you're not a metal fan. Clearly, after taking the time to properly craft their songs, because you know, it, to make the effort to write any song is not exactly exactly proper time. The band entered Harvest Studio, which has recorded the likes of Gaga's Package. Decoy Inc. and of course Taff. Because, <laughs> you know, we know all those bands, of course. Such great names and great talents coming from all. So they entered the studio in 2010, apparently. First, to record the track Broke Back Cadillac. <laughs> that sounds like a hit. And, and the Grim Clouds demo. Fuck. This sounds exciting already. And then they go on and they give a bunch of examples or reviews from radio shows and magazines that you really maybe have heard of. Like, I've heard of Dumantia.com, but they're pretty much all to the likes of uh, that one guy, uh, Mike the Big Cheese, I think was his name. So further after you get past that then is 
The band gigged around, further, further honing their craft with the likes of Ronnie Ripper's Private War, <laughs> Himmelstrasse, SFD, oh fuck, and Captured Dreams. Wow, what a what a touring package that must have been. And what experiences I'm sure they got from it. And then they wrap it up with, uh, in early 2004, they were back at Harvest Studio, that's a relief, to record their debut album titled Drink My Tears. <laughs> they are currently looking for a label. I love how it's they. Like, they're, they're referring to themselves as, like, a, a third person, and then it's signed off with, uh, fucking Ja Green. So, we, as we just found out, Ja Green's in the band, so why the fuck is he referring to his biography that clearly he wrote in a third person? Like, is that supposed to make me, like, oh, wow, well, these guys are, like, way more professional. They definitely need some airtime. I mean, dude, they play with Ronnie Ripper's Private War. Why couldn't we possibly play them? And that's, like, a lot of bands. They send that stuff in. It's just, like, I mean, I understand that uh, to be like, hey, we're a doom metal band play us might be a little bit easy to overlook, but honestly, it's better because I, I, dude, I don't have time to be sitting here and reading all this shit, especially about Ja Green playing with the Gagas or, and Package. I mean, <laughs> what kind of name dropping is that? If anything, it's making you look even more fucking ridiculous. So... To any bands that are like looking to get themselves signed or played or something, just keep it bare minimum. You don't need to be talking about Package or Ronnie Ripper's, whatever the fuck it was called, Harvest Studio, like I know where the hell that even is, let alone what, <laughs> that it's like this great place. Like if it was Sunlight Studio, that I get. Morris Sound, as awful as it is, I get that. Harvest Studio in suspect enough northern Iowa not not exactly impressive. So you might want to omit that from the the biography and just keep the biography short. So it won't be just me rambling on because after the uh, music break, uh, Ash Thomas will be on the show. Coming up right now, I am very excited to say that Hell's Bells has returned. Speculations of where he was, we don't know. But... He is back, and that is all that matters. He is back in a, I guess, not so much a different form. It's been a little while, so it was a perfect Christmas present. I couldn't have been happier. The only thing I was a little bit sad about, that I wasn't wearing my ACDC Dark Side of the Moon t-shirt, that uh, I pretty much, we, we had those made so that we could pretty much do the joke that we've always been talking about, and fuck, if I had my opportunity and I slipped right through my fingertips. But... We kind of gave him a foresight about this as this conversation will begin with. I wanted to make sure that my recording device wasn't going to crap out this time. It's been such a long time since Hell's Bells came in, and I would be damned if I was going to lose this conversation. And I'm very happy that I didn't. So it was a wise choice. I had someone else get the uh, recording equipment going and using theirs, and we had it go off without a hitch. So here's in the beginning. That's the that's the voice you'll be hearing. And then Mr. Hell's Bells. You get my T-shirt yet? Which one? Which Talk one? You, I got enough friends. He's got an ACD shirt, DC shirt for you. Does he? Yeah. You gonna give it to me for Christmas present? <laughs> you heard what happened to my CD? What do you mean? 
I had it in the fucking truck. I fucking left it in there, and the fuckers took it, and the dude quit. Or oh, he got fired. I was mad as fuck, man. Someone stole your goat PSC? Fuck yeah, you whore. But we probably had him done it. <laughs> what? I didn't know you bought a goat PSC, though. You're back in Black City? Yeah, stole it? Oh, bummers. Oh, you can find it again. Kmart's close. I'll get it. You're gonna give me one. Oh, I'm gonna get you one? You're gonna get me fucking one somewhere. Alright, well, uh, Amazon has it. I don't care how you get it, just give me one. Yeah? Okay, let me know. Well, if I ordered it like last time, I was gonna, I was ready to order it for you, and then you said you had it. Yeah, well, I'll get it again <laughs> this time. <laughs> See, I have no idea what to make of this man, because it's like, well, why does this guy keep insisting that bring this ACDC thing? I mean, granted, I'm pushing it on him all the time, but it's so fucking funny that it's like, hey, get, get it for me. When I just fucking told you it's on Amazon, it's like, well, no, no, get it for me. It's just like... Well, why would I get it for you? Like, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna mail it to myself, and then I'm gonna give it to you in the off chance that I'm gonna see you in the next four fucking months. Like, it just makes absolutely no sense. And that's the beauty of Hell's Bells. It really doesn't make any sense, and and you, you really can't try to fathom what he's thinking. But it's definitely wonderful to, to try. Because I ain't carrying everywhere up anymore. Yeah, fuck that shit. Really hard to find. You try looking again? I not really. I gave up. If I wanted any more, I'd go off the <laughs> He gave up after all that searching. Uh, two and one. Go Amazon was just so hard. Back go ahead. <laughs> Both of them. I want to hear that go penis, man. I told you last time. I know, I told my brother about it. He fucking busted him. Boy, <laughs> <laughs> well, you still want to get a t-shirt then? You can show you actually You were supposed to be making my t-shirt up. <laughs> See, already he's like in a different mood. Like last time, if you remember... I, I I played him the go penis stuff and he was like, Yeah, you gotta be high for this shit and it's like he he wasn't picking it up. He 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 wasn't having the goat penis thing. And so now though, all of a sudden the, the, the mood has changed and it's oh you know, I, I told my my brother about it and stuff. It's just like this guy's all over the place. It's great. What well that was the fuck you I got enough friends. Yeah, fuck you, I have enough friends. It's supposed to been Harley on the front of it right here, real pretty. And then fuck you, I got enough I still haven't seen that shirt yet. No, well we didn't see you in like what? It's been a good four or five months since I've been out here. It's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> well we <laughs> see the snowing last time I was here. Well we see No, 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 that was right before the ACDC uh Pink Florida Narscope show. Or no, right after. Yeah, yeah. All you had to do is let one of the guys know when I'd come out. We had with him. We've been talking to him for a while. The one guy said that you got canned. Who did? I don't even remember what his name was. Yeah, I think he's the one who got fired. For stealing CDs? <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you're done. Like the truck, I know that. So we were speculated that Hell's Bells was fired because after we hadn't seen him in a long time, and so we started asking the different drivers if they, if, if they knew him, for one, just to see if we can gain more dirt. But uh, also just to find out where he was, and so the one guy he didn't seemingly know seem to know who he was, and throughout the course of the conversation he just kind of like did like an oh yeah that guy got fired kind of thing, and we kind of took it for what it was worth where you know we were pretty sad to hear that of course hell's bells fucking can no way, but it was it kind of didn't seem to hold that much well because. The guy didn't really seem to know who the hell he was to begin with. So how would he, you know, all of a sudden, oh, yeah, he'd been fired. So I wasn't, I wasn't so, I was in disbelief for 
for that reason, and well, I mean, I just couldn't have the beloved Hell's Bells gone after only two recordings, or maybe three, or I don't know if this is the third or the fourth. Here we are kind of asking him. He's giving us the, the behind the scenes about it. And so in the midst of that, when we found out that he wasn't canned, uh, we found out some great details about some of the stuff that he has done. So I approached him about asking about this, and, and of course he, he has no idea about any of it. I heard there was a, a mishap with uh, some uh, gaming equipment. It was like switched out. Yeah, GameStop got farm equipment, and then first I ever heard about that one. Of course, Who the fuck told you that, nigger boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was one guy he didn't appreciate the vaginal Jesus LPs that we had. He starts going down that path, which. I started to get excited because I had to keep it running, and I figured, well, what was the what was the best way to keep this running? Let's bring up some vaginal Jesus, and well, he clearly has never heard of the band, but he seemed to be very excited for obvious reasons. Fuck him! That had to be Sam. It has to be Sam. It's the only one I can think of that prejudiced little fucking faggot. But he didn't appreciate this. So the guy that's busting out the n bombs, he's not a prejudiced guy, but. Here I come out walking out with the Vaginal Jesus LP, which, for people that don't know, has a big burning swastika on the front. So he sees that, and immediately, obviously, you can tell, he's going to get excited. Oh, yeah! Ah, my boy! <laughs> yeah! I didn't. I thought with such classics as, uh, man, why didn't he get this shit? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I didn't understand why he didn't appreciate it. You know, coon bashing? What's wrong all, with that? All you're doing is fucking hanging a nigger high. <laughs> That's all you're doing. Ain't nothing wrong with that shit. I'd be playing it with fucking pro, man. Yeah? Fuck yeah. Why do you think I covered my sweat sticker up? So he'd be playing with pride. You know, he, he'd be proud. And then he follows that up. Why do you think I, I cover my swastika up? Well, as he puts it, swatch sticker. So it's like, well, that doesn't sound like you're very proud at all. <laughs> Sounds like you're a fucking a pussy racist right there because you got to cover the goddamn thing up and you don't even know what the fuck it's called like i love this guy oh yeah you had one fuck yes one ring where i cover that bitch up real quick really fuck yeah did you hear that the uh, downloading programs like apple and stuff they're getting rid of their white power music we covered on the last show that there's a, a thing going with the white pride stuff that they're taking it down from Apple and all that stuff, and I figured it was a great opportunity to see what Hell's Bells thought, especially after how this conversation started out with him busting out the N-bombs. Nah, I never heard anything about that. Yeah, they're getting rid of their white power section because that's, uh, you know, spreading influence throughout to people, you know, you know, it's warping minds of the young and it's going to get people to... How the fuck it's going to warp your mind, dude? Come on, now, video games are worse than the fucking CDs. That's what they're saying, yeah, they're pulling the white power stuff. Clowns. My <laughs> grandfather would come up out of the ground and beat them all to death. One minute they're bang, ding, whatever the fuck you want to call them, rat motherfuckers. And the next thing you know, they're a bunch of white niggers. I ain't prejudiced everybody I own a motherfucker like that. Take them all back in the hang as I give a fuck. <laughs> I ain't gonna hide it. Screw it. Well, how, what do you mean you're not gonna hide it? You said you already covered up your SWAT sticker. <laughs> that that sounds like it's high. It's me. contradictory for them to have like rap music up there. You know, doing well, the rap the fucking things. music, man, is bullshit. You can't understand them motherfuckers even if you wanted to. <laughs> so you think it's contradictory then? Yeah, big time. Then you get this shit up there, okay? At least I can understand this when I get a buzz. It comes to me real quick. Right down to the buzz. <laughs> that rap shit, bing, bing, bada bing, whatever. Take the hose to the bathroom, whatever. Fuck that crap. <laughs> Fuck, suck a coat stick. Suck this, bitch. You get into that rap shit, that nigga music? No. We'll see. You're into that ass music like I am. Like, oh... 
I'm glad I'm glad we have a common ground, Hell's Bells. I'm into that head music, like you are. I don't know what head music is. I'm assuming he w- he meant to say head banging, which I feel really good about myself to be relating to Hell's Bells. I talked to this dude, man, and I was riding around with him, and he said, "Do you have any objection to me playing music?" I said, no. He broke out a fucking CD. Within five minutes, I took that motherfucker out and broke it. It was some fucking nigger music. <laughs> It's too bad you didn't have some vaginal Jesus for him, then. Bad enough I had Jerry Lee Lewis. Would you sport a t-shirt of this? In a heartbeat. So I'm showing him the vaginal Jesus cover with the, the burning SWAT sticker. The SWAT sticker on, on the front, of course. Not afraid that someone would try to ruffle fuck? your feathers? Hey, stop and think of what you're saying, dude. The fucking black right now are out there. Have to fucking wait like a motherfucker. They're waiting for a chance. A riot's gonna pop, you know this. They're gonna take it a little bit farther. You're right, Hell's They're gonna start going after the white people. That's true. It sounds like they're trying to, getting rid of the white power music. Well, they're trying. Is it Amazon (laughs) or somewhere? Went totally black or whatever it was, playing black music now? Some station, I forget what it was. Used to be popular for all white music. White pride kind of music or just like? No, just white music, totally. In general. (laughs) Now they're playing all nigger shit. A radio station. Yeah. Well, I don't know. The Frog is what it's called. (laughs) The Frog. It's the worst fucking name of a radio station ever. I love it, though. Amazon.com is now a radio station. So I I can see it like now. Amazon.com now turning from white to all black music. Tune in now to the new platform of The Frog. I mean, (laughs) this guy's a fucking retard. I love it. It's called Frog, yeah. The oh, frog. Like they specifically said. Well, okay, you remember, you remember MMS, how you, MMS used to be? MMS is a local rock station. They play all the most douchiest music you could think of. You know, like, like any city's got. You know, they play like Stain, Disturbed, all that kind of bullshit. That's what he's talking about. Well, apparently the frog is a station just like that. Because I guess, you know, in his world, Disturbed and Stain and all that kind of stuff, that's a... Uh, White man's music. So, the, but the frog—they're—they've gone entirely black. And all of a sudden, now they're playing all nigger shit. So then, like, I'll—I'll I'll say, like, hey, we're—we're we're just committed no, to white no, man no, music. No, no, no. <laughs> okay. Because I take them out and hang them high. <laughs> what <laughs> if they were saying we're all white? I, I think it'd be for that if it was all white. Well, why don't we just get us a bunch of cross and go to the niggers next door and just stick it in the front line and see what we can do? Is it, are we having the same conversation? Like, I, I just asked you if there was going to be, a, if they're promoting the fact that, hey, we used to be an all-white station, whatever that even means, and now we're going to be playing all-black music, whatever that even means. Because an ignorant ignoramus like this would sit there and label that rap would be entirely black person's music or or white gone black whatever the heck he's labeled it as but in reality it's not and just as much as classic rock is not maybe it's dominated that a lot of white people make that kind of music but it isn't specifically race oriented it just doesn't happen that way but in his world it does so i i love the how i'm i'm trying to get it out of him like so this this station (laughs) amazon.com The Frog has just announced that, hey, you know, we were once white and now we're going all black music. And then to which he replies to something that's to hanging black people. Like, what is like, Okay, well, I mean, if that's your thing, that's cool. But like, are we having the same kind of a. Are we having the same conversation? I mean, that's like me saying, hey, how are you doing? And then you reply to something completely off topic. I mean, it's no different. It's like, where is this guy? I love it. Well, uh, they might have something to say, that's for sure. Well, I just put it this way. You have anything against <clears throat> black men? No, I don't. My take is that there's assholes everywhere. It doesn't matter what race, creed, or religion you are. 
True. So they ain't no re they ain't a religious bone in your body. No. No. Okay. I think you're a damn liar. Oh yeah. I don't give a fuck who it is. Uh oh. That has something in them and it's prejudice. I accidentally went to school with him because I didn't have a choice. Well, that was an accident. That was just circumstantial. No, that was an accident. Oh, well, that's... I lived in West Virginia. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what do you think? There's a band called Shitfucker? Shit, I've heard of that. Really? Yes, I have. Shitfuck. <laughs> hey, so did you ever hear of a band called Midnight? Yes, I have heard of Day. <laughs> I mean, what, what do you... This guy's fucking great. I, yeah, I've heard of shit fucker. I've heard of shit fuck. Well, it's like, well, I didn't really ask you about shit fuck. I've asked you about shit fucker. I had to see, I had to keep pressing this, this white issue. And shit fucker has this SF emblem that looks a lot like a swastika. And with Hell's Headbangers having to put that out, there was a, uh, a censored cover so that, you know, because obviously it looks, looks like a lot like a swastika. And I don't agree with the racist shit. But at the end of the day, I don't think that it was really necessary that a band like uh, Shitfucker having their emblem that is SF having to be censored because it looks like a swastika. I understand the fact that it looks like, but it's like that's the key is it looks like. It isn't a swastika. So, I mean, it, it, it sense a principle. You know, if something is almost something but not quite, well, then you can't exactly lay down the law over. And, that, and I think that's a valuable principle to kind of, you know, be against or, or, or to speak out of like, well, this is kind of bullshit. I mean, what? so a lot of things look like this. I mean, so that guy got arrested for murder because he looked like the guy that really did it. I mean, it just, so I had to keep this running. I wanted to know what Hell's Bells thought of this controversial topic. But unfortunately, the conversation kind of got cut off and Hell's Bells didn't really, in the manner that he has of not really making any sense uh, it, it just was pretty much like, it, it was like talking to a wall, honestly. So in the midst of that conversation, he had to inform me of a band. A band that's good, that is so awesome and so extreme. I would guarantee it would make your head or stand up. This is wicked shit. What makes it wicked? Starts out fallen angels, oh my lord, and then it starts slow, then it gets medium, then it gets medium, wow. then these motherfuckers just wide open. Wow. I wow. Mean, We're getting wild. shivers. It's like some of the fucking music that you listen to. Mm -hmm. Like that penis shit that you was like, you listen to. <laughs> it gets like that shit. I mean, this motherfucker breaks out. Okay. Yeah. I've never heard anything like this before. Wow. It's, it's, not, it's not screaming, it's like worshiping the devil. Worshiping the devil. I, I don't know what that is, but I'm assuming that it's worshiping the devil. Clearly this guy is just a, an idiot. Like He has to one-up the situation and, and bring in his own thing, which I'm, I'm, I'm happy to hear about, though. I, I'm, I'm very intrigued to hear who this band is. I, I, I haven't gotten a name yet. we got plenty of stuff like that. I know, but if you heard this, dude, you would fucking shit yourself. I what bet. was it called again? It's something about devil and angel on it. It's got a devil, fallen angel is what it's called. So fallen angel. I, I want to. I've been meaning to look up this fallen angel. Cause it sounds like the most descript like that. I mean, that's the equivalent of someone like you know. I'm really looking for this uh, black metal band. It's in uh, old English and it has a devil on the front. So looking up fallen angel, I have. There's one black metal band, and I let's say going upon the information that he's given us. Let's look up that one. And they're from Mexico. And they got a promo from 1995. So I'm beginning to think that this Fallen Angel is about as accurate as Hell's Bells going to ACDC, Pink Floyd, and Archgoat show. But I'm very happy to hear more about Fallen Angel. It's got a devil. Fallen Angel is what it's called. 
Okay. It's got the devil on the front and the angels on the back falling from heaven. Okay. This motherfucker is wicked. It I sounds like You guys might not see me for another while, man. Oh, darn. Well, we'll have to request it. Who's the, who's the guy we got to go to? The... You can't request me. You can't? Well, you said I could. See, again, this fucking retard, <laughs> like, earlier in this fucking tape, and again, like most of all these conversations of how ridiculous he puts a turn on these, I have it on fucking recording. So you said earlier that why didn't you get a guy to so you can, he could get his ACDC shirt? And now he's fucking telling me that I can't request it. And when I say, hey, and I point out that fact, he totally trails off on telling me what time of the day he comes in. Not at 3 o'clock in the fucking morning, you Boy, can't. Well, I have to watch to get you to, to, to switch your hours. Then you better get your fucking ass open at 3 o'clock in the morning so I can come pick this <laughs> shit up. Now, <laughs> when you get my shirt done, fuck you, I got enough friends. And go penis and, and not shit fucker and van. Now, listen to me, bitch. All I want, <laughs> oh, bitch. <laughs> all I want is a nice Harley thing on the front and on the back says, fuck you, I have enough friends. Yeah. With a finger. Cool. Yo, I have a good Christmas, bro. You too. Hell's bells. Later, birthday bomb. Hey, fuck, do what? Play your birthday pong. No problem. <laughs> Find it for me, dude. Hell's bells? Yeah. All right, cool. All right, later. Later. I love it, and it's still, he doesn't, he never can, like, come to reality that it's like, dude, you can get your own fucking ACDC CD for one hour, and, and if you can't, I already told you where it is. He, he still wants this stupid-ass shirt that, first it was, why didn't you freaking request me to come in and then then it's oh wait well you can't request me to come in and then it's i want to hear this goat penis thing that was before an insult to me and this is absolute bullshit that i can't have until i'm high this guy's all over the place i i, I fucking love it you you really never know what you're gonna get with this guy i mean other than a, a racist ignoramus and a fucking retard you, you really don't know what you're gonna get and, and it's it's awesome I, I couldn't have been happier with this hell's bells visit so moving on to a band that does actually exist, and they're going to make your hair stand up, dude, is Temple of Void. And here's their track, The Embalmer's Art.
Estuary with Cleansed of All Wisdom off their album, The Craft of Contradiction. And before that was Tyrant's Reign with Jack the Ripper. That was from a disc that uh, Stormspell Records has put out, one of the reissues that they kind of specialize in doing. The Year of the Tyrant, which was an EP that came out uh, sometime in the 80s. Uh, good stuff, I thought. So if you need that, pick it up at Hell's Headbangers. You've heard his name many times on the show, and he couldn't come on Skype as I ideally want him to, so it seemed like he was in the room, but the phone was just the next best option. So Ash Thomas is here. Thank you, Ash, for coming on the show. Oh, man, thanks for having me, dude. Do you hear your name come up a lot on the show? <laughs> yeah, every now and then. It's funny. <laughs> in, like a, in like real subtle way, you know. <laughs> Our Ash hates horror punk. That's my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> now, that, now that you're here and can defend it, do you indeed hate horror punk? Actually, I don't, man. I even talked to Eddie about that. I, was, I don't hate it. I, like, I hate uh, constantly pigeonholed into it, I guess you could say. You know, but it's like then I think about our beginning, the band of the Vladimir's, how we sounded. It's like you hear that. You're like, okay, you know. Yeah. obvious fucking what you're influenced by. But I actually, as time went on, and more bands, you know, kind of popularized a little bit more. And just the hokey and, for lack of a better, better term, like, the aspect of it was kind of annoying, you know. It just sounded like pop punk with, with uh, retarded horror lyrics that were not even, like, creative on a lot of the stuff. Definitely don't think we fit into that category, but... Yeah, I agree. And and for those who are sitting back, well, like, well, I didn't fucking catch in here Ash Thomas mention. Who the fuck's that guy? <laughs> Ash has done a bunch of stuff. I mean, Vladimir's Edge, that was brought up a lot on the show. We played it on the show. That's that fucking, that shitty-ass horror punk stuff. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Estuary, uh, most recent, Shed the Skin, as I played on the last show. And then uh, Crucify Mortals, uh, as I've maybe even divulged the the facts of, of before. Uh, Goddamn, what am I missing? Uh, Faith Extractor. Yeah, exactly. Of, of current, yeah. and then there's a whole backlist of stuff. One of the things that you do with having all the bands that you're involved with is you do a bunch of different instruments and stuff. So on, cause like on Shed the Skin, you do vocals and guitar, right? Yeah, actually on that recording, because I got asked to do it after they had already done rhythms and stuff. I just do the vocals, and then uh, Kyle wrote me into doing a lead. So and that's pretty much what I do on that. Um, it's kind of cool about that band for me is I just do the vocals. I don't write the lyrics either. Chuck Sherwood, the bass player for Incantation, he writes the lyrics. So all I have to do is come up with uh, interesting vocal arrangements, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the easier so, projects. <laughs> yeah, which is, it's just, it's cool, man. It's like, uh, that's what, that way I don't, for me, creatively, spread myself too thin, you know. Obviously, only being five bands and they all sound the same, which that would just be a waste. Dude, and a lot of guys do that. And that was where I was kind of wanted to go with it is guys like you that do, like, so many projects and so many different bands, they're definitely spread throughout time, but there's also a lot going on at the present, too. You got a, a regular day job. You know, you got a significant other. You got a house and stuff like that. I imagine, you know, right. there's there's stuff in life to maintain like how the hell do you have even time for it i, I got one fucking band and, a, and a, a damn podcast and i got hardly any time <laughs> um i think it's beneficial to me practice wise as well i mean i talked to you about that before with the crucified moral stuff with the drums i mean it's like if i'm going to practice drums and play drums why don't i play it to that you know it's, it's helping me as a musician i have the capability here like recording where i'm not you know i'm doing this all in my house when i have free time and with you know, technology, I can send it to you or whoever else, and then they can do their thing. And, you know, if all these bands were having to get together and rehearse, you know, it, it would definitely <laughs> rehearse as a band. It, right. 
it would be a lot different, you know. I've been there too, I and mean, it just doesn't work. You know, it's like almost impossible. Was there a point in time where you're like, yeah, I'm going to get some recording equipment just because, or was it like, I'm going to get some recording equipment because a lot of people are approaching me to do more projects and stuff, and, you know, I've always been curious. Or At first, it, it, it was just for my own benefit. Because, I don't know, like in the past bands, in the old band, like Forms of the Carrion, that old Doom band I was in, and, and the old, um, my old bands, Necrology and um, Estuary of Calamity, which is a different aspect of that. When we would record, I always wanted to be in there, just seeing what you know the engineer was doing or or whatever, just trying to learn. Yeah, same here. And I bought, you know, I bought my first cassette four track, I think in the, the late '90s or something like that. And I just kind of went from there and tried to you know got into the the whole bouncing thing, you know, you're trying to do umpteen tracks with four and that, that kind of shit. So, um, <laughs> and then when we did these estuary records that were on Ibex Moon, I really got involved then because we were doing it on a low budget and the engineer guys are really cool and actually said, Hey, you know, here's how you run the board when you're just tracking, we're going to step out for a while. You can just do it, you know? So, okay, cool. You know? So, it kind of stemmed from that. After the first Faith Extractor record, it's kind of like, oh, I'm just going to fucking, you know, bite the bullet and shell out some money and get something that I can take care of all this on my own. Vladimir keeps getting brought up and stuff, you know, with it being like the horror punk. And you know, we kind of had that segment on, on the one episode where we, you know, kind of played a lot of horror punk and, you know, brought it about because, you know, there's a lot of metal guys. And for whatever reason, we were really just dis- was the discussion base is that you know metal people have an appeal to like punk and stuff and so like you know for a guy being in a punk band and obviously having the roots into uh metal mostly how did you get and started doing like a punk kind of band well um obviously for me i mean it you know as cliche as it sounds it was a misfits sam Hain thing at a young age for me which obviously i got into because of you know Dudes in Metallica were wearing their shirts, you know. What you know, it's just that's just the truth of it, you know. That's how I got into those bands. But my brother Marcus, my younger brother, is pretty much the mastermind of that band. I mean, he writes, he likes metal, he likes death metal, and you know, he just has always kind of um, navigated more towards that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, he just has a knack for it too. He, it always kind of amazed me how he could just pick a guitar up and start singing a melody over it, you know, something I could never do. I have to fucking think about it and work <laughs> it out, but he could just pop it up and just get going, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's no, there's no telling how many songs he has just sitting on the back burner. But, uh, but uh, you know, we, we got into it that way, but we were also into um, other punk, like we like um, Discharge, GBH, stuff like that. But the horror aspect, I think it came in early age of just being into that kind of shit. And a lot of people say Vladimir's has like a almost some some goth no aspects to it, but we we do like uh, Sisters of Mercy and Early the Cure and stuff like that. So some of our longer drone out droned out songs kind of you know nod to that a little bit. You know, it, it, I I could see why there is a defense to the horror punk thing because when you hear that term, you just kind of get a vision of. Like you said, just misfits kind of rip off stuff. I guess that's there, but to me, that's what it is. I guess it's there. I hear so much more. You know, I do hear like a kind of a goth thing. You know, I can't pick out who because I don't really listen to that kind of music, but I can definitely right. hear a bunch of different styles. And that, and that's what I really like about the band is that it does have all that, and it isn't just you know that whoa, whoa, whoa sing along kind of shit, and and it yeah. isn't just 
uh, you know, guys singing about overtly uh, uh, popular horror movies either. Like, the horror aspect's clearly there, but I couldn't really tell you, like, oh, well, that's about that that movie where, like, you know, you put in certain bands where it's just like, all right, here we go with a Night of the Living Dead song, you know? <laughs> right. Some of the later stuff that Marcus has written, like, like that song, Let's Scare Jessica to Death. I know there's a movie called that, but I, I think, and he even said, he's like, you know, when I after I finish the lyrics, it's not really about the movie. I don't know what the movie's about. I've actually never seen it. But, I, um, I've seen it. I was so bored that I don't remember. <laughs> no. But, I mean, I could be wrong. Maybe it is about it. He said something that was almost like, you know, when a girl, when this, this girl reaches womanhood and somehow these demons get a portal through her, <laughs> like her, like, her ovulating or something like that. I don't know. I don't know if that's what it's about or not. But you know, and you know, obviously, City of Living Dead. That's a uh, you know, that was a that's a Fulci film, right? I think. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but he said, eh, you know, and that, even that doesn't really follow it either. But I don't know. Sometimes he he actually writes songs while he's watching a movie. So he might have been writing the song while he's watching it, and you know, oh, that's the title of it, but. Lyrically, it might take a different form later on because he's probably like a lot of us, where he doesn't actually have the words when he's coming up with the melody. You know, he probably just hung something. And- oh, yeah, I've done that, or I've had it, and uh, you know, it's kind of you'd be curious for your take on it too, because you know, you know, you said you don't write the lyrics and shed the skin, but obviously you write lyrics for uh, you know Estuary and Faith Extractor, especially. I've had it where it's like it's actually the opposite. I get like a line that I like. I could hear how it's said. I don't have any music for it, but it's just like I hear I hear that line, and then it's like, oh well, you know, I I want I want to somehow say that line, and then I'll come up with yep. a basis from there. No, I totally I totally understand that. That, that happens to me probably fucking most of the time actually you know <laughs> no really Cause, I, you know a lot of it the ring of it's like how something just what the line says you know that's the magic of it so how do you yeah. work it in i think it's easier that way because when you have gibberish then it's like you got to come up with words to it and if you can't find the right words that match that the syllables syllables of that gibberish, then it's kind of like fuck. Yeah. <laughs> or or you just come up with something stupid. I've I've done that too. I've come up with shit that I read back. I'm like that doesn't make any fucking sense. It's funny now that having creating music for so long, it's fucking everything you can think of. I've done probably as far as how I've come up with something. You know, I'm sure most people are the same way. It's funny to find out, and that's why, I, I mean, I don't care who you're talking to. It could be a band that you absolutely love or a band you absolutely hate. I'll even listen to interviews of, like, just people that I've heard of. You know, they make millions or they are successful what they do, so I'm just curious what they would have to say about their creative process. It's like one of those things, like, you only think it's you that does things that way, and then all of a sudden then you find out, like, that guy's like, you know, you know I'll be in the shower, you know, I'm, I'm scrubbing my balls, and I get a line, and it's just like, like, wow, I, I did yeah. that too. <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah. Um, and for me, it's like fuck. You know, spin, if you fucking work, that's where you're at most of the fucking time. So, it's fucking running the machine, and yep. you know, you got the clank of the machine, and you like start to put shit to the the fucking beat the machines make in and stuff. <laughs> you know, it's just uh, yeah, it's just r- ridiculous. We all worked. My brother and I, and and actually Brian Day, the guitarist for the Vladimir's, we all worked at a printing shop together for a handful of years and it was funny you know you hear this folder going over there and it sounds like fucking blast beats though yeah like, <laughs> you know, it's just, like, it's just funny as shit it's a good know? tempo 
Yeah. So it's just he's like, yeah, we could just fucking, you know, all the percussion could be the fucking presses and the fucking bolting thing, and you know, make make some stupid project out of it. But, yeah, be like know, stomp. It just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's funny. It's like this uh, other project we got coming up. Uh, I think I told you about. It's called Surgical. It's with uh, the Noceras from Razorback Records and Stevo, and they want to do this this project. Steve-O from, Epi- uh, yeah, Steve-O from Epitigo. Yeah. Okay, yeah, 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 you told me about that. But I was like, I told Billy, I was like, you know, I already write riffs for these other things. I, I can't just say, hey, I'm going to go write riffs. Need somebody to help. And I was like, why don't you just hum this stuff? You know, hum riffs and, and I'll fucking translate them. So <laughs> that's what we're doing. I mean, it's worked <laughs> out really good so far. So funny, you know, it's like, yeah, I told him, you know, it's like, it's, you know, as long as you're not embarrassed as fuck to do it, it's, you know, but hey, you know, I do that a lot. I've done that for years, too. You know, you got a little recorder. I got this riff. I know I'm going to fucking forget it because I don't have a guitar like in tow right now. So Yeah, I, I've got plenty of embarrassing, like, if you look through the, like, how your phone, like, organizes your stuff, like, they'll put videos and photos together. If you go through, like, the gallery on my droid, you find, like, you know, you'll look at photos, and then all of a sudden there's, like, a video, and it's like, whoa, 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 whoa we can't play that because it's me humming some fucking riff. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. just, it's just yeah. kind of embarrassing. <laughs> like, I got to yeah, step up. For a moment, Billy sent me like two songs just to see if it's going to work. He's like, God, I feel like a fucking dumbass. <laughs> I was like, Well, and like, don't worry about it, dude. Nobody's going to hear it but me. It's just funny. You know? When I was a nunslaughter, that was kind of how a lot of it was done. Um, yeah, you know, it's fun. Yeah, that's right. I always heard that that's what um, how Jim did it. You know, I heard he hummed a lot of stuff, and um, yeah, you'd have to convert it to guitar or whoever. There was, and it could be frustrating, but in a way, it's interesting because as stupid as it sounds or as silly as you, the guy trying to translate this hum, it challenges your ability to uh, listen to your your ear, your ear for music and knowing, you know, where that is on the guitar. Like, you can hear it in your head, which is essentially this, well, not the same thing because when I hear it in my head, I hear it. You know, it, it sounds awesome. It's recorded and, you know, Harris Johns produced it and it's fucking great. You know, it's it's this million dollar studio. But but, you know, it's kind of the same idea that you're figuring out what I'm and I'm sure maybe he thinks the same way, you know, but he has to hum it because he doesn't play a goddamn guitar. But it challenges right. your 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 ability to figure out music and to know where that is on the guitar. Like when I visualize what I have in my head, I can kind of visualize the fretboard too and just know I'm not going to go at the 12th fret for that because I just know that's not where the note is. You know, I, I know where that riff's not there. Right. And I think yeah. that kind of keeps you on your toes and especially for someone like you that's doing numerous different projects, wanting to keep it fresh, working with different people's one way of doing it, but with those different people in different ways also kind of opens your mind so where shit won't just always sound the same, you know? So, yeah, we'll see what happens. So far, so good. Yeah, you mentioned your brother and stuff doing the Vladimir stuff. You When when you started doing Faith Extractor, it was you and just you and your brother doing it. Well, the way it started, it was just kind of like, I'm going to write some songs, you write some songs. Mm-hmm. You know, when you first talk about something, there's always that excitement of like how you're going to do it, and then you find out, get back into that time thing. Even yeah. though it's just the two of us, it's still fuck. The two of us got to find time to get together. So by the time it got to the record, we hadn't even fucking practiced together. You know, it was he did come to the studio. He played the guitars on his tracks that he wrote, and then I just kind of took care of everything. Mm-hmm. And then the last record, the Great Shadow Infiltrator, he wrote two songs 
but you know, we didn't get together at all. He came over, I think, I don't know, almost a year before we recorded it, and we just ran through him. And I and I did like a overhead um, air taping where you know I could at least hear the riffs and stuff. And he he showed me the riffs, and I think it's hard, you know, you get older, like you're saying, and just getting the time to to, to get together. So obviously, the Vladimir's was his main thing, so. If we are getting together to practice, it was usually for that. He's really not doing the band with you anymore? I asked him, you know, when we started doing it live, if he wanted to be a part of it, and he just quite frankly told me that I'm just not interested in doing it live. Yeah, it's just something that he's just at the at the moment, and you know, he's just not really into. So I respect that. When I rant off your roster of bands, and in particular ones that you've either come up with or had, you know, a big part in forming. So like, you know, Acheron, you're on it, but it's it was something more of like a, a guest kind of appearance or something like that. So it seems like the biggest one that I usually stick first, maybe rightfully so, or just because in my mind that's what was the biggest one on there, is Estuary. And I think, <clears throat> I think the first time I even met you was when you guys played like a fest up in Cleveland, um, Sebastian at the time, who was in Crucify Mortals, he, he was like, hey, you got to see Estuary. And wow, that's interesting yeah. how that how that uh, panned out through time. But um, would you say that that would be probably the most notable name on the roster? Yeah, that for, for me, that was always my main band up until, I mean, it's, you know, and it's, the band isn't gone. It's just we, we really ran into some huge lineup issues, but um, we lost the, our longtime drummer, and, and things just, it's been really difficult. You know, I, I had played with that guy since I was like 15, so, you know, I know people do it. They can get with other people and, and just keep carrying it on, but it's proven to be really difficult, uh, especially in this area, you know. we got a whole album just sitting um, that, you know, needs to be recorded, but we have all intentions of getting that out someday. Hopefully, hopefully we'll actually get something happening this coming year on it, I hope. I wanted to bring it up, too, because, you know, I've obviously talked to you about it, and I don't know how many interviews and stuff, or if the progress is posted anywhere, if you know, or if it's just a common wonder with people, you know, what's going on or whatever. So, Estuary was never the most technical band in the world, but the way Jesse Wilson, the, the old drummer, and I just gelled, and we grew up together, and we kind of developed our style together, then it's been fucking weird trying to play with other people or you know a lot of people when they hear his drumming you know it doesn't come off as the most flashy and people kind of write it off like oh i can i can hang with that and then when they try to actually do it it's like fuck this sounds totally fucked <laughs> it's just, and they just kind of sit there like oh i think i did off more than i could chew you know but stank and i we have all intentions to get back to that next record so it's not dead yet yeah which is kind of interesting though with the faith extractor you know, she was singing for Estuary, and then you were playing guitar and doing vocals, and like now it's like you're the you're now you're in the back, you're playing drums and doing vocals, and then she's playing bass, right? Right. There was a time in um, Estuary dealing with a great lineup issue, uh, a different different time here. She plays bass, play bass and sing, but that just is for some people that's difficult, you know. Yeah. But it's just once it came down to singing and playing it. It really took away from. It just kind of made it like a, you know, more statuesque where she couldn't quite put all her all into it. So it's a separation of the two bands. I don't want to have. Okay, Faith Extractor is is basically Estuary just with somebody else singing. You know, because I don't think for me that doesn't. That's not the case at all. You know, I think they sound completely different. Right, Faith Extractor is probably a little more primitive. I think she'll she'll probably start working in backup vocals and stuff because you know the the Faith Extractor vocally it's really layered. There's a lot of you know, screams, growls, whatever. And uh, it just gives that separation, too, you know, between the two 
the two units. If anything, if this faith extractor stuff, just the experience of, of playing on a more regular basis, live with bass, and she gets to the point where she feels comfortable, fuck, maybe one day she will play bass and do vocals for her. I don't know. Well, you've heard him mentioned on the show many times. You've heard him played on the show a few times. And here they are again. Here's the Vladimirs with Zombie-Eyed Youth. <laughs>
chalice that was a request from brian so there you go brian long time listener so i figured i'd throw that one at you and before that was faith extractor with the six knives of red shield off their latest album the great shadow infiltrator if you need a copy pick it up as hell's headbangers along with night demon and the vladimirs i had to take this opportunity and hopefully this would be like a reoccurring segment and that is who cares now, who cares about what? Well, who cares? There's a lot of bands, and by saying who cares, it doesn't judge and say that they suck. It doesn't say that they're unsuccessful. It's actually quite the contrary. They are successful, and that's the very big wonder is who cares? And so I've I once kind of just posted on Facebook, and maybe you remember this or maybe you didn't. And this I, is, Oh, dude, I know You exactly know where this where is going, the, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got a I got a fucking cold, so never mind the coffin the coffin no, laugh. No. But uh, so this is what landed you to gig to be the first contestant or whatever the hell to, to speak. But I posted a list, and it was just a smaller list than what I I was gonna go into. But of one of those bands of success and just wonder it was Camelot. And to which yep. you're like, hey, I, I love Camelot. I've, I've seen them live. I, I've I got every record. And it's yep. like, oh, wow. Like, I don't even know what record label they're on. <laughs> <laughs> I just. <laughs> For me, um, late 90s, I really got into uh, a lot of power metal and stuff. Uh, when I, in my process of rediscovering old bands, like old like 80s metal bands and stuff, revisiting like Halloween moved me into like, oh, there's this new movement of bands and stuff like that. Uh, I was really into it for a while. Um, I still like a lot of those bands, and they're and obviously like every genre of music, it gets so cluttered with uh, so many bands. The one that it got to the point of being silly in a lot of aspects. But as far as that band goes, I like I like Queensrÿche a lot, especially like Mind Crime Back. They remind me a lot of them in some aspects. So I don't think I've ever heard them. <laughs> Knowing you, I'm pretty sure you would fucking hate them. But <laughs> I don't know, man, because the list kind of as I looked through it, I was like, man, this is like just all power metal. I like Blind Guardian. Are they like that? Um, yeah, I mean, to an extent, yeah. I mean, it's really weird. Like, they had two records, like, in the early 90s. And one of them, the second one, was Total Crimson Glory Worship. Then they got this Norwegian guy to sing for them, because the, the main band, they're, they're from Florida. They got that guy, and it, then they, they started working with this producer in Germany who was doing a lot of the contemporary power metal shit, and he kind of almost changed, like, the whole aura of the band to me. Then it's a little bit more comparable to like, later Blind Guardian because, you know, most of my friends think it's not awful, you know, but sometimes visuals just fuck everything up. So if oh, it's the first yeah. time anybody's ever going to like 
check it out. I definitely don't recommend watching a video. <laughs> well, well, hey, uh, this is proof that I make mental notes. I remember that Facebook thing, and now I'm going to remember that for when Hellcast either goes or just starts doing some visual stuff. We'll make sure we play a Camelot video. <laughs> and then yeah, I'll, and I'll uh, you know, put you in there uh, in the video like, yeah, Camelot. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. I'll get a video of you headbanging and like have you climb up on the stage. You'll be the guy that climbs up on the stage and falls off the rafters like that fucking buffoon Hell's Bells said happened at the ACDC yeah. show that never happened. <laughs> well, you know, Interesting enough, too, is the uh, last time I saw Vincent from Asheron was at a, a gig in um, Columbus, and somehow we were talking about stuff. He's like, you don't like Camel, I do you? <laughs> I was like, well, oh, I guess I do, but he was like, oh, <laughs> you know, it's... It was just funny. Dude, uh, you got to do it. Like, uh, just next, whatever project, not Crucify Mortals, though, uh, just wear a Camelot shirt. It'd be great. Okay. <laughs> cool. I think, there's, I think there's one hanging in the rehearsal room, but, oh, it's covered up with uh, foam at the moment because for sound deadening. They're <laughs> successful, so you could probably, they probably have Oh, one. I could get one. I could get one easy, yeah. There you go. Uh, it, it, that, that's going to be a late Christmas present is a, a Camelot <laughs> shirt. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> One band that I always bring up and, and laughed at because of the name, Ed Guy. That's another band. Like, who who listens to them? See, I, I have a handful of friends that are in them. Uh, just, I went to, um, I don't know if you heard of that, the Prague Power Fest that's in Atlanta every year. I went to a couple of those. So I think Ed Guy played it. Not the one of the, not the year that I went, or not either of the two years I went, but yeah. That dude's fucking pretty silly. That, that's uh, that's super happy metal right there. <laughs> well, <laughs> and I always made fun of the name. And uh, yeah. True Nate, who listens to the show, wrote and, and gave me the... I forgot what the explanation was. Sorry, Nate. But I could have sworn it was kind of something along the lines of what I was saying. Where like, yeah, you know, we know that Ed guy or something. I could be totally wrong, though, now. I'm, I'm, it's got to jog my memory. But it's probably one of the dumbest names in metal. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny man because uh i got a friend from columbus his name is ed and he actually he goes to those frog power things every year that's actually that's not how i met him but i would see him down the two that i went to he was there but that's what i call him i call him ed guy you know <laughs> <laughs> let, let me throw this one at you when he died I, I started like people were coming out of the woodwork like i loved them they were so influential to me i was just like they were a guar like who actually bought one of their records? Oh, oh, I was really into them when I was younger. Yeah, like especially the first two records. I, uh, really? Scumdog. Yeah, Scumdog of the Universe and uh, Hello. Wow. Yeah, I was big yeah, I thought they were. I, I still think that Scumdog was fucking great. I was at that age to where the humor was so juvenile on it that I just thought it was fucking hilarious. I remember the day <laughs> that we got it. it was a friend of a friend of mine and my brother and I. We all sat in my room, listened to it, laughing our fucking asses off. So, <laughs> <laughs> now, you know. Would you agree though that that is definitely a band that most people that claim to be Guar fans, and especially because they were just how big they got, and so they you know, really kind of uh, snag some douches to come to their shows. Most of those people, they're not really Guar fans. They just go to their damn shows because of the, the theatrical. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm sure you're right. You know, I mean, some people probably just go, hey, I got I got sprayed with blood or whatever, you know. It wasn't like they, it's, they suck ass or something. It's just like... I've never met anyone that's like, you know, I've got every Guar record. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. I didn't yeah, even well, know they're selling one. them. I just figured they were getting tickets to their shows. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I mean, I definitely don't have them all. I, I couldn't even <laughs> tell you. I couldn't even tell you now how many they have. Well, how about this? Can you can you tell me every Venom record? 
<laughs> every Venom record? Yeah. Um, definitely not. I only have Up to Possess. That's the only ones that I have the actual original copies of. Do you know so, anyone that is currently buying Venom records? Um, no. no not <laughs> exactly. <all> that, no. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, who? who? Who's buying, like, who's still following Venom? I, I, it just perplexes me. Holy shit, yeah. they got a new album out, like, from the very depths. Who's buying that? Yeah. Like, well, here, here's what's funny. is like um, uh, Zach and I are going on that 70,000 tons of metal cruise in January, and they're supposed to play that whole fucking album. And it's like, oh, well, there's one of their sets that's kind of like, oh. <laughs> really? They're like, playing their entire new album? Yeah. They're playing it, yeah, um, wow. yeah. The way that fucking cruise is set up, every band plays twice, and they sometimes do special sets, you know, where they just do a whole record. Or whatever, and that that for some reason they're doing the fucking new ones. You know, that's kind of you know, it'd be great if they were doing you know, huh. you know they would just play all of that War with Satan or something. That'd be killer. Well, that's you know? that's ballsy, man. The fucking record doesn't even come out yet. How do they? Yeah. Even know? Well, here's the, the the reason why they're probably doing it is because it, it, they probably just wrapped it up and they're all fresh with the material. <laughs> that's ha- that's either that's a like just ballsy cramming potentially garbage down people's throats or just lazy because like you said yeah well i mean that's what we all know you know let's let's just do that people are gonna love it it's like i don't think yeah. they are i don't even know who's gonna be buying that let alone loving it at a fucking cruise right. I, <laughs> yeah i haven't like you know the metal black and all that stuff i've heard all of them i just never went out and actually bought um a copy of it so yeah um, i remember i saw venom live on when they were touring metal black and like Kronos w- was presenting, and he's like, "Does everyone know what we mean by the song Metal Black?" And then like I was yelling, "No, I, I, I really, I don't." Because to me, what, <laughs> like that's just Metal Black. I mean, bigotry aside, so fuck you, anyone that's gonna say it. But that's just a, a black dude. That's he's he's a Metal Black, you know. Like <laughs> that's what I, that's what I thought it was. Like, and then it's and then he goes in and. It's, Wow, this is awful! Like, why don't we switch that back to black metal and then play that? That would have been a lot better. Like, who's buying yeah. this shit? <laughs> you know, it's really weird seeing Creator a lot of times um, the last couple of years. Is how they how rarely they touch on you know anything Coma Souls and earlier. I mean, they'll always play a few, but it's it's weird seeing this new generation that if they fucking know all this later album see Ash, weird. that goes to show that you're the right man for this segment because that was the next band on the fucking list <laughs> so who the fuck's <laughs> buying this band's records like I, what is the latest creator record i think it was called fan of antichrist or something I, I oh, that is, oh that was okay i i have actually heard of that it, it, it is ignorant of me and perhaps you're the same way but for like a band like creator that you know i've given up on so long ago they i don't know broke up or just had a kind of a downtime actually i guess they didn't they had it but they had a downtime in my mind with that fucking those awful 90s records but uh when they put out that violent revolution record that almost Mm -hmm. for me forever remains to be the new record like when you're like yeah you like the new creator albums it's like i don't know violent revolution that sucks i actually i did buy that record and i actually like that record really well yeah i think it's pretty good and then as time went on the one after it is just more of the same and then the one after that his vocals really got shouty again like shitty shouty you know like "Ah!" he sounds like gonzo from the muppet babies to me yeah yeah (laughs) You know, even though he's got his one, like, you say Gonzo, but there's a part, he's got that, we also call it the Kermit voice, where he's, like, trying to say, you know, like, like, 
there's like one song where he does that, but you know, it, it is what it is. It's interesting now. I just saw him like last month. They only play like sneak peek riffs of old shit just to get like a some kind of pit thing going, and then they'll go into a new song. You know, uh, you're like, oh, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah, like, so this time they did the Awakening of God, the opening riff, and then fuck, they played that, and then all of a sudden they switched to some new song. So, uh, they definitely got a young fan base, so that's who's buying the records. I'm a hermit, yes, I have toured and played many gigs or have been the many gigs too, but the years are starting to accumulate as f- how long ago that's been. So, you know, my gauge may be slightly off, but, you know, I've never met anyone when I was actively doing this stuff. I've never met anyone that's like, fuck yeah, Venom Primeval was great. Hey, who you meet that's like, you know what, dude? I got to tell you something. The, the latest Demu Burger album, that is fucking awesome. <laughs> Have you ever met that guy? There's a lot of... Um younger bands around here now like the early 20s you know i'm 38 so like they love fucking worship amana mars you know i'm like oh. <laughs> just go on and on about that band and I'm like <laughs> fuck dude i just like you said who cares like i just don't care <laughs> well, th- so. that's funny that you mention it because we kind of all know who does care it, it, like you said it is the kids but it, it's yeah. the kids or clueless people and maybe i'm out of base to say that he's clueless i kind of just figured he was that brian Posehn guy i saw him on that getting dug with high show which i don't understand how anyone watches by the way um are i you, have no are, idea what do you I know what no that idea is what you're talking about <laughs> it's it's this it, it, he's pretty much like a youtube star i guess the the guy's named Doug and I think he's like a comedian or something. Basically all it is is the guy sits there and smokes pot with people and quote unquote conducts interviews and and it's just one camera angle. And it's just like, dude, this is boring as shit. I don't understand how people watch it. Nonetheless, Brian Pusain was on there and he was wearing a Monomarf shirt. And it was just kinda mm-hmm. like Yeah, that see those are the people that buy those kind of later records. These guys are like, you know, in celebrity status. You know, you, like you find out, like, I don't know, Dave Mustaine still listens to metal. And then, like, you know, he's wearing, like, a, a Black Sabbath shirt. And you're just kind of like, oh, who doesn't like that band, you know? And it's not to say that who doesn't like Amon Marv, because I know who doesn't like Amon Marv. And, hell, I'm not even saying that they're shitty again. But it's just kind of like, it, it just seems to be, like, these people that they're either kids or like just like these clueless like mainstream kind of figure guys that are like yeah fuck yeah I'm on a mark and like you know bust out like this I love metal card but yet it's like the most obvious choice to go to like well exactly yeah it's just there it's easy access so you can grab it and, and latch onto it with shit being so easy to find I guess it confuses me why it's still you have like younger people now gravitating and and being fans of what the big bands are putting out. You know, the young kids are buying the new Creator record. The, the young kids are buying the new Venom record, and they're excited about that. It's just like, how are you still gravitating to the big label shit when you can find so much shit at your own fingertips just by going on YouTube, by listening to it, it'll recommend several more underground stuff and they're still following this mainstream new albums of potentially crap bands usually the people that don't want to delve farther in 
are, for lack of a better term, lifers in this. My close friends that have been to this for fucking, you know, 15, 20, 25 years are always on that hunt for something new and super dark underground trying to push some kind of limit, which is fucking almost impossible to do anymore, too, you know? Yeah. Another conversation I was having, we were talking about how, like, fuck, what do you, what do, you do now? It's not going to be considered lame or whatever. And we just kind of made a joke, like, I guess evil does have boundaries. <laughs> 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 yeah. Good point. Uh, <laughs> Case in point, evil ha- does have boundaries. Who the <laughs> fuck do you know that's like, <laughs> hell yeah, Cradle of Filth just put out a new album? Oh, dude, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. But now, now this, is, this is another thing. This is, this is going to be funny. You know, first, I got, I got the Camelot check against me, but... <laughs> The end, the end reissued the, their first record on vinyl, and I, and I did fucking buy it because I did <laughs> like the first album a lot. <laughs> I am a true believer that if that band would have stopped after that album, that everybody and their mom would, would be up their ass about how fucking pioneering and great they were. But whatever. <laughs> Cradle of Filth. Not only are they still putting out records, yeah. they put out two fucking new albums in 2012 alone. That not only are they successful enough to still be around, they put out two albums in one year. That's disturbing. Uh, the last one I bought, I think, was the fourth one. So what's happened in that last the, the, the 13 years since, I have no idea. You've seen a band photo, right? Um, a newer one? No, I haven't. Do yourself a favor, because you'll laugh your ass off. Look up, just go to Metal Archives and type in Cradle of Filth. That band photo alone will just get you laughing. I mean, if people take that band as, like, being a satanic kind of thing, and like, wow, those guys are really evil. Evil does fucking have boundaries, and that's right there. This is a fucking huge-ass <laughs> joke, dude. <laughs> I mean, it looks it's it's that goddamn ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, someone might write me and be like, Reaper, that they didn't put out two albums. It was like the one album was something or other. I don't know. They got two releases in, in 2012, and that to me is disturbing. Because <laughs> I've heard their later stuff, and it is fucking awful. Well, you know what, Ash, in, in tribute to you, I am going to finally break out of this rut and listen to Camelot. And, I, and I'll be damned if I come back and I'm like, dude, I don't know what the fuck I was missing. Damn, this is yeah. good. So I'll have to update uh, well, this, you on my, re- gotta, on my response because that would be fucking hilarious. Like, dude, I, I know who cares. Me, man. This is fucking great. <laughs> this has been Hellcast, and I am Reaper. If you need to get in touch with me, you can contact me at hellcast at hellsheadbangers.com. As always, if you're listening to the show from an, a different platform that doesn't have the playlist readily available or you're just too fucking lazy to look you can always see the playlist at hellcast.hellsheadbangers.com or hellsheadbangers.com slash hellcast um and the playlist is always linked to where you can purchase that if you want to know how you can support the show well supporting the show is by picking up the stuff that we play on the show because that's what uh, keeps it going and funding and all that fun stuff yes there's bills to pay with hellcast episode number 58 i was kind of digging through some demos i had and stuff and i was just holding into my hand at that time for a band called deslock and i was like oh you know it's been a while i've haven't heard this so i was i was gonna i was getting ready to listen to it and all of a sudden i see this disc for deslock coming a compilation of all three of their demos and i was kind of excited because way i wanted it uh and i only i only had one demo and i only actually knew that one demo existed i never really even bothered to do any research um because i kind of just forgot about them one of those gems you know or something that you like and you just kind of forget about it but nonetheless 
Um, I had that, so it was coincidental enough. I see that disc. See, it's got three demos on there. First demo was great. Second demo was what I already knew and, and liked. And then I put on the third demo. third demo is pretty awful, but uh, you get seven songs out of the first two demos, and you know I think that's good enough to buy a disc out of. So I didn't, I didn't feel like I was getting deprived of my money's worth. So I definitely I suggest if you enjoy this track, pick it up, uh, Desklock. So I'll start off this music block, closing the show with uh, Desklock and their song Fatal Endearment. After that, we'll hear uh, Black Death, which was recommended to me to be played, uh, I guess, for fans of Voivod. Uh, so if you're a fan of Voivod, I guess they'll kind of cater to you. And then after that, we'll wrapping up the show will be axe master who i guess is are from kent ohio which is not that far from here and famous for the kent state shootings that uh, maybe you've heard about in your history books this is hellcast i am reaper and here is deslock we'll talk to you next time and anybody that's listening that's not going to check my my bands out because i like camelot you're a fucking pussy poser <laughs> fuck you <laughs> <laughs> he, he did now he did say that <laughs> He hates horror punk, loves Camelot.
Got three, no.